Welcome to Vistas by WebCheck Security. News, views, and insights into the cybersecurity realm, leadership, and entrepreneurship. Produced by WebCheck Security. My name is Greg Johnson, and I'm your host. The cybersecurity industry has taken radical twists in the past two years, and interesting trends are emerging. In today's podcast, we welcome Braintrace Chief Revenue Officer Greg Spicer and CTO Chief Technology Officer John Lim to discuss this past year the emerging trends and new technology Dragonfly. Vistas is sponsored by Vivint Smart Home. If you're looking to have the best in security and home automation, then look no further than Vivint Smart's Home. They have the best technology for cameras, doorbells, garage sensors, window sensors, thermostats, everything you need all on one app. For world-class security and home automation, call Vivint today at 1-800-570-1313. That's right, 1-800-570-1313. Vistas is also honored to be sponsored by Nexus IT, a worry-free, hyper-responsive approach to providing world-class IT support and solutions so leaders can focus on their business. Well, now to our guests. As head of sales and marketing, Greg Spicer uh, matches each customer's unique infrastructure needs with the ideal brain trace solution. Greg leverages 25 years of proven strategic operations, professional services, and client relations experience to improve outcomes. His partnerships with C-level executives and client technology leaders develop solutions that deliver on corporate goals. We also welcome Braintrace CTO John Lim. John Lim's extensive experience gives him a complete view of IT infrastructure from networking, storage, and hypervisor to devices, high-risk user habits, and beyond. As an information security professional with over 18 years of experience, John is a hands-on thought leader and system design expert. My friends, welcome to Vistas. It's an honor to have you here. Great to be here, Greg. Thanks, Greg. Uh, and, and uh, wow, what what cool bios! Let's start with you, Greg. And and for our users, since there's two Gregs on this call, do you mind if I call you Spicer, which I think is pretty cool anyway? Yeah, you like that name, so I'm happy with it. Yes, and I like it too. Spicer works very good. Okay, let's let's call you Spicer. So we'll start with you, Spicer. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, your your background and why you came to Braintrace, uh, and uh, and tell us a little bit about uh, what Braintrace is. Sure. So I joined, uh, I, I've worked with Brett Lothan, our founder and CEO at a previous organization, uh, Orange Legal Technologies. Brett was founder and CEO of that. And I was president there and we had a real good run there. And when Brett sold that business, he carved out uh, a piece of the IT piece of that business um, and kept that. I stayed on with our organization, uh, the new organization that hired us for a couple of years and then joined Brett um, uh, and John and team about three years ago and uh, live here in uh, Newport Beach, California. Uh, we have an office here. We have an office in New York. And of course, we're headquartered in Salt Lake. I've got uh, a lovely wife of 29 years, Deborah, and three grown uh, boys, um, which grown doesn't necessarily mean they're not off the dole for the payments. So I still have to uh, <laughs> help some of those guys out. But uh, I have a great family and I'm blessed to live here and, and get to travel to Salt Lake a lot, obviously pre-COVID. Um, I love that state uh, of Utah. I love the city of Salt Lake. So great to be here. 
Fantastic. And I, I empathize. We have adult children and for a while they uh, kind of rotated in and out like a revolving door. I'm, I'm pleased to say that our youngest is 25. Our oldest is, I think, 32 now. And uh, they, they've kind of stopped rotating out. So there is light at the end of the tunnel. There's hope. There's hope. <laughs> there is hope. Well, John, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Okay. So uh, I joined Braintrace back in August of 16. Um, we, when we had really nothing to even, uh, set up our computers on, we were, we were actually in an open floor with no carpet and a couple of tables and cardboard boxes everywhere. Um, so I come from, I come from a, a long, a long line of infrastructure, um, services. So, um, when I saw that when I saw that Brain Trace was looking for a security architect, um, I went for it. And after joining, um, I kind of started pushing that technology side of the company um, into to where I was uh, promoted to CTO in in 2017, and uh, it's just been a ride ever since then. Um, family life. I'm a I'm a native Utah. Uh, I've got three crazy boys and a beautiful wife and, and two really big uh, golden retrievers. They're a lot of fun sometimes. Um, some of my hobbies, I like muscle cars. Um, I like, I really like doing stuff with my hands. So, you know, renovations around the house, um, I'm really an engineer at art, so I love building things and fixing things. Fantastic. And and Spicer, tell us a little bit more now about Braintrace. Who is Braintrace? What do they do? Who do they serve? And, and, and why does it matter to your clients? Well, uh, you know, we're a full-service managed security services company. Um, we mentioned we're headquartered in Salt Lake City. Um, there we have a 8,000-square uh, security operations center, brick and mortar, we run three shifts, 24-7, 365 with our SOC analysts. And from a services offering and a product offering, we, we have basically um, three primary lines of business. The first is uh, managed detection and response, uh, managed uh, security services, or uh, extended detection and response. You, you can kind of fill in the blank as far as what um, there's a lot of different acronyms out there. So we're, we're really in that uh, extended detection and response. Uh, where we offer a full SOC as a service. We offer uh, SIM uh, as a service. Uh, we use SOAR technology, security orchestration, automated response. That's a technology that's basically our correlation um, platform that our analysts will use to look at all the various aspects of the security tech stack, including endpoints, uh, cloud, uh, email, um, the list goes on. Um, as far as what we, we, we work with, and we, we typically, we don't like to rip and replace technology that clients have. If you have it, we like to try to work with what you have. And then of course, if there's things that need to be added to that stack, we'll do that. Um, and because best cybersecurity is layers of protection. Um, that's, that's a primary piece of the business. And what, uh, we'll talk about today with our application Dragonfly, which is the network traffic analyzer or network detection and response tool that's our, our proprietary application that John's been so heavily involved with. Uh, but that's part of the makeup as well for our managed services. We also have an advisory services group. That's our consulting group. Uh, they offer 
various aspects of, you know, virtual CISO for clients that want uh, specifics with uh, maybe they don't have the bandwidth to have a full-time CISO or CISO on, on staff. So we can correlate that as a staff org. Uh, we offer pen testing um, and uh, obviously do that uh, extensively with both clients from the MDR standpoint that are MDR clients, but also uh, perhaps those that aren't working with us in that capacity but want us to do a pen test. Uh, we do risk assessments, gap analysis on specific compliance and uh, regulatory uh, areas of the business, you know, whether it's ISO or uh, NIST or SOC 2, you know, different types of those types of clients will do readiness assessments on those and then remediation plans to get people ready if they want to get certified in a specific area. Uh, incident response, we that team works with that both with planning and actual incident response if something did happen to a client. Um, or um, somebody that got breached or whatever, we can go in and, and tailor that accordingly. And then um, we, we also have uh, the third piece of the business is really value-added reseller. Uh, so we were able to license products and services to our clients as needed. Um, and that we try to really bring into a holistic approach as an offering for our clients, You know, whether it's using us for one of these services or using us for all. Um, we try to bring that holistic approach we have a, a strong emphasis with law firms and with healthcare and utility corporations, among others. Fantastic. So truly brain trace. I, I always say, uh, Spicer, that uh, cybersecurity is multifaceted and multilayered. And uh, it's not just about MDR. It's not just about pen testing, which WebCheck Security does uh, really well, as you know. Uh, yeah, it's I'm about a lot of different things. Um, it's policy. It's compliance. It's practices and procedures in addition to the technology. So truly, I, I guess you would say that Braintrace can provide just about every piece of that pie in the cybersecurity um, best practices arena. Wouldn't you say that's true? I, I would, I, and that's not just a plug for us. Um, there's a lot of good companies that, that do uh, some of the things that we do, but I will say, yeah, to your point, um, we, we really do cover the, the gamut. And uh, we, we set out, and I know that Brett, as CEO, set out that whatever we do, we want to do it well, really, really well. We want to be known as the best or one of the best. And I would say in those categories that I mentioned, we are. Um, we don't try to be all things, um, but the things that we do uh, in, in respect to what we've just talked about, yeah, we do them very well. Agreed. And WebCheck is a partner with Braintrace, and I've been very impressed by the customer interactions and the professionalism with which they engage, onboard, and service their clients. John, anything to add to uh, to that discussion there? Well, um, you know, with our with Braintrace Labs, we bring a lot of other unique offers offerings to the table with Braintrace. So, um, and one of those being Dragonfly and I guess we'll be talking about that here in a minute, but no, I'm, uh, I think, I think Greg covered it pretty well. John and I sit on a lot of calls together, uh, <laughs> Greg, and uh, a lot of client interactions. So, uh, we have our, our roles and, and mine, uh, it's interesting to hear. You'll see John here in a minute. We'll get firing when it relates to Dragonfly, but, uh, he's a great partner to work with like you are. Well, excited. Thank you. Excited to, to hear more from, from John on this podcast today. You know, I'm, I'm always humbled that by the great folk that come into this podcast. And uh, th I want to thank you, gentlemen. I know your schedule is so busy, and it was a it major is. coup to, to get both of you here at the same time. Well, let's start talking today about the trends in the cybersecurity marketplace. Um, Greg and John, with COVID 
uh, and the solar winds and nation state attacks. This has been an interesting uh, year span here in this last year. The recent Microsoft exchange attack, as you know, was um, uh, a nation state uh, initiated attack as well. I've talked about nation state attacks in previous podcasts. It's a real thing. Uh, having been to the FBI briefings, we are not just being hacked by guys eating a burrito and playing games in a garage, right? <laughs> John, you laugh at that. But uh, we're being hacked by uh, real armies, and uh, they want our IP. They want to dominate. They they want to do a lot of things. Uh, there's this other trend called XDR now as well. So with all that's going on, what's happening out there, guys? Let's, let's just kind of paint the... Uh, the landscape here. Uh, and Spicer, we'll start with you. What's going on and what are the trends that you're seeing at Braintrace with your clients? Yeah, I think the um, one of the biggest things is the work from home environment, right? I think when COVID hit, we all kind of said, okay, what does this mean? You know, not only for people as individuals, but what does this mean for companies? What does it mean for cybersecurity? And um, I think we all were um, in some ways surprised at um just the intensity at which the market was moving and this work from home, um, I'll call it a vulnerability. I thought it, it, you know, I think John would agree. It really opened up um, a lot of avenues for chaos. And I think that, you know, that was the start. And I think obviously the work from home, um, you know, process is is not going anywhere. I think, yes, certainly people are going to be coming back into offices, but at the same time, I think, the way companies do business and that trend isn't going to change. It's, it's going to stay more in line with what's going on now. So I think that that's just um, really opened organizations up to different thought processes and technology leaders within those organizations have to think of things differently. Um, and really, you know, just from our focus in terms of some of the clients we have or, or recording in terms of healthcare and utilities, um, those are very vulnerable places, you know, and, um, not so much maybe for nation state, maybe on the utility side, but in the healthcare, just in terms of, of malware and then, and then obviously things turning into ransomware. So um, I'll let John touch on that. But I, I just think overall from a business perspective and from a, a, a holistic corporate approach, it's, it's, um, it's a good time to be in cybersecurity, obviously, but it's a good time to offer good solutions to people. John, what would you add to that? Um, yeah, the whole work from, from home thing really, um, really kind of opened up a lot of issues for small companies. Um, a lot, what we saw early on last year was a lot of companies not, um, using proper means for like remote desktop and other methods, not actually using a VPN to, um, to actually remote into the office. And that, that left a lot of uh, people really exposed. And I mean, malware and Trojans, they took off. And that's why we had such a terrible year with ransomware. It's just that that whole new footprint was opened up all over the world. And um, since then, we've seen we've seen these families of malware, uh, Trojans, uh, backdoors, whatever you want to call them. Uh, we've seen them flex. They've grown. Some have died off. You know, the, the recent takedown of Emotet, Hopefully that that guy's gone at the end of this month. That will be awesome. Hmm. But other other families have taken the place, like Drydex. It's on the rise, and um, you know we so we've seen we've seen the criminals really get organized 
and uh, and really go after these large organizations with very large ransoms. And um, you know that's one of the things that uh, we we built into Dragonfly was the ability to find these connections early in the encrypted traffic. We can find um, connectivity out to command and control that normally, you know, when it's zero day and nobody has the IOC for it, nobody has the, the key because they, they haven't reported it from a sandbox or something. Um, you know, that's where, that's where we're really uh, focusing a lot of our efforts to stop, to stop it early. So it sounds like uh, this dragonfly technology is how Braintrace is helping uh, their clients to address some of these uh, threats and trends uh, with its clients. So let's uh, give us a high-level overview. Spicer, we'll start with you. What what is Dragonfly? And then John, let's let's delve into a little bit more technical look um, in terms of the benefits and features of, of Dragonfly. Yeah. So the um, the approach we take with Dragonfly is twofold. I mentioned, you know, one of our, our primary lines of business is managed detection and response or extended detection and response. Right. Um, that is a suite of services that we provide, whether it's SIM, uh, SIM as a service, um, all the, you know, using, we use QRadar in the cloud for our client base. You get the SOC, you get the SOAR technology, you get, you know, we'll pull that into the endpoint or pull endpoints in, um, you know, different cloud structures, different um email protection and so forth. And, and that's all part of the managed detection response. Included in that is our own application, Dragonfly. And that's really where that we're watching the network going on in uh, the east to west traffic and the network and what's coming in north to south and in, in the, uh, leaving the network and coming into the network. And John's going to get into more of the technical sides of that. So that's a part of our solution is Dragonfly. We, we include that. However, what we realized is that, and we're business people, and, and my title is that, revenue, right? So we're trying to find new ways to bring, provide value to clients and bring dollars in the door at the same time. Uh, we realized that, hey, there's some clients or prospects that we're going to talk to that are that are unhappy with their MSSP provider, their MDR provider. However, they're in an agreement with them, a contract, and they're not willing at this time to get out. We get that. We understand that. Um, but what we can do for these people, particularly because they're not getting this uh, level of scrutiny and protection and um, advisory with a, with an application for their network, is we can then um, sell Dragonfly to them off to the side of their current MSSP. They still get the SOC. They still get uh, our analysts. They still get all the things that you would get with uh, with our full service, but they're just getting the Dragonfly piece. Um, and we're seeing this part of the business really take off. So we're working hand in hand with their current MSSP from a managed service standpoint with uh, Dragonfly on its own as a brain trace product. Um, and then lastly on that, before I hand it over to John, is we, we found another area that there are a couple clients, and, and we're seeing this grow too, uh, that just want Dragonfly as a license. They may already have a SOC. They may already have their analysts in place. So what we'll do is we'll set them up for success by training them in the tool itself um, and then actually uh, uh, being able to, to orchestrate the tool on, on their own. Uh, the managed services is still the best way to go because we know it better than anything. And plus, we're getting a lot more threat intel from our analysts than they would get on their own. But we're, we're offering it. So basically in those three packages. And with that, John, I'll let you into the nuts and bolts and before you jump in there john that's fantastic spicer because you know it's not just looking at logs with um even with ai and alerting technology it's also the additional layer of what you call network traffic analysis also known as east-west analysis uh 
probably metadata in this case, but let's get nerdy for a minute, John. Talk to us about what this really means, what it's doing, and, and how it benefits uh, customers because of the, the feature set behind it. Sure, Greg. So um, Dragonfly is uh, a network traffic analyzation tool. It's built to run off of mirror traffic. So we don't bring in any logs to it. It's not like a sim. Um, this is another layer that should be in place um, beyond your endpoint security, your your gateway firewalls, uh, your SIM. This is this is the layer that watches every flow that's on your network, and and based off of what what it sees, what metadata it pulls out of that, and and we have a couple of different methods to look at this the traffic. Based off of that, we we score each flow that we see, um, and we alert. When we're act, when we actually have one of our engines kick off, uh, saying, "Hey, you know this," like with our encrypted payload a- analytics engine, it recognized this flow, you know, that it belonged to this particular family of malware. So we look at the traffic. This isn't like a this isn't Snort or Suricata or Zeek. Um, those are all great DPI engines. Um, but this, we built our own DPI engine for this because we needed it to be fast and we needed it to give us way more visibility than those open source options. So what Dragonfly is able to do is it's able to understand over 250 different protocols on the network. And since it understands them and, and it basically is taking that huge bucket of unknown flows and sorting them. From there, we do different things with the, the different protocols that we see. Mm-hmm. So we like to say that it's a multi-dimensional analysis. Um, we have so we have your typical signature-based uh, DPI type of rules. Um, you know, some people would be familiar with rules from uh, emerging threats. Uh, so like a snort or suricata type um, alert. The problem with those traditional rules is they are based around clear text protocols. When you start getting into um, encrypted protocols, you still have the metadata that you can work with, and you, those the traditional signature-based rules are good, but you don't get that content matching inside of the payload. And that, that is a huge part of the DPI you know, engine's um, it's been a huge part, but it's been dwindling. It's been dying as everything becomes encrypted. So what we've done is we have that traditional method, but we have also added a couple other ways to look at the traffic. So beyond that, we can take, we have an engine called session risk analytics. What that does is a simple lookup of all of the metadata values that we get from the DPI engine. We look them up against the table and say, is this risky or, or is this okay? And we do that with every flow. And it's, it's on 32 different metadata fields that we're, we're doing that or scoring each flow on. So that, that engine doesn't require IOCs, no threat intelligence involved. Um, and it, it helps us to just look for those problems in the traffic. It's not like a, a red alert, but it definitely shows some characteristics of that application that's making that flow. Interesting. So, now, so where Suricata yeah. and Snort are more signature based, um, because yes. this understands, as you say, the 250 uh, different protocols, it can look for anomalies 
uh, in that traffic and, and log those? Is that, is that what you're saying, John? Definitely. We, we can look for anomalies. Um, because we are able to identify so many of the protocols, uh, it's much easier to find that anomalous traffic. Um, so Dragonfly also is displaying those flows in a force-directed graph view so that you actually get a visual representation of the network without having to go uh, to a whiteboard and draw it out. Um, he hasn't even gotten the good stuff yet, Greg, with the EPA. <laughs> what do you hear this stuff? <laughs> now, one, one, one uh, clarification here. I said east-west, but, you know, looking at some of your uh, web information, it looks like it's north-south as well. So it looks like you can mirror this off of a, a switch or a port on the firewall and, and be looking for those anomalous or, or bad things, if you will, coming in, but also flying around inside the network. That's right. That's right. We're definitely... Um, we're able to look at that north-south traffic. We'll look for C2 connectivity where, you know, a, a, a Trojan may have gotten past your endpoint or it's it's running on somebody's BYOB uh, device. Um, and it's at that point where you need to have something looking at that network because you can't trust that every machine is properly protected by your endpoint security. Um now, we do some of that north-south uh, with those traditional means, but when you get into encrypted traffic where you don't have IOCs for, like, you know, IPs or, or certificates or any of those uh, clear text metadata built, you got to look at the payload. Now, you can't look at payload in an encrypted communication. There, it's, it's, in, it's encrypted. It's, it's gibberish. Right. But... If you actually, if you take your mind out of that DPI, you know, look at every packet setting and you take a step back and look at the session as a whole, that's when we actually can look for patterns in the size of the packets that are going between the, the client and server, the direction that they're moving, and then the, the inner arrival time of those packets. And that's what we've based our deep learning prediction models on is Basically, we have a bunch of sandboxes running real live malware uh, that's constantly talking to the C2 servers, and we train a neural network and then produce a prediction model based off of that. So we're able to identify not only that it's, you know, is this benign traffic or malware traffic, it's this is malware traffic and this is the family that produced it. Um, and that happens in real time on our sensors and we're, we're evaluating every flow that we see with this engine. Um, and it's, it, this engine, the EPA engine is really the one that's making a lot of noise out there in the market. It's, right it's patent pending, right, John? Or the patent's almost yes. been pending. It's it, almost a patent. It is right? patent pending. That's right. Fantastic. And for our listeners, DPI means deep packet inspection when, when that's referred to. Hey, one other thing, Greg, on this too, is that we've been, um, the the buzz around this, for lack of better words, over the last you know six months, we've been written up in Gartner uh, as a preferred or uh, a, what do they say a recognized vendor in network detection and response on the OT side, um, and then we just got mentioned again in a, a report they did on emerging trends and technology. So um, among other things, so we're pretty excited too, just from from what's happening and what we're hearing. And the validation we're getting in the marketplace, which is great. Ultimately, it's all about our clients and, and you know the value they see in it. But it's nice to get recognized this other way as well. Fantastic. 
We'll come back to this and more in a minute. WebCheck Security looks to Nexus IT to partner for IT security. Need data storage? And you can prove that aligns with your industry's regulations? Need appropriate documentation of compliance efforts to prepare for potential audits? Don't have the time or manpower to create policy templates or implement new procedures in your organization? Tried and true, let Nexus IT consultants do it for you. To find out more, go to www.nexusitc.net or call them at 435-659-2533. That's 435-659-2533. And we're back with Greg Spicer and John Lim of Braintrace. So guys, what does the future hold for Dragonfly as well as other uh, brain trace services and technology? Where are we going with all this? If you ask John, uh, it's, it's to the moon and back. No, I don't know. He's, he's, uh, <laughs> he's, he's a brainchild there. But no, I would just say, again, you know, as an organization, and, and really uh, John will hit on some of the stuff, Dragonfly with, you know, the new TLS, uh, is it 1.3 and all that tech stuff? He'll, he'll touch base on that. But I think that, you know, as an organization, as terms of what we're offering our clients is I think the best thing we can do um, as a company is to, to stay, a t- you know, when we get mentioned in a Gardner report about emerging trends, right. in, in technology, that's a, that's a huge thing because I know Brett as CEO, you know, his commitment to, to not just do what everyone else does, but do something different and, and challenge our teams and our people um, and developers and like what John's done with the encrypted payload analytics, you know, that's a big deal. It's a really, really big deal. Uh, and other people aren't doing that. And as, as long as we stay at the forefront in that respect, and that's, you know, that's John's job and his team's job to really think through that. Um, our job or my job from a client facing standpoint is to provide tremendous value and to never lose sight of that and never lose sight that that's the most important thing is keeping our clients safe, right? That's why they hire us. And so I think as an organization from a 30,000 foot view is to continue on this path of providing exceptional value at a, at a good price. Um, but then from a technology standpoint, you know, don't be a me too, but, but be more of a leader, which is what we're really starting to see as a company, particularly over the last 12 months. So I can tell you that from the, the company standpoint, um, but John, maybe you want to hit more on the technology side of uh, Dragonfly. Go for it, John. Yeah. So we have a lot of new features that will be coming out in Dragonfly shortly. Uh, one of those features is an extension of JA3. We call it JA3 Plus. So JA3 is a way to basically fingerprint the, the client hello or the, of the TLS setup. And based off of those fingerprints, you can identify the client or, you know, what application tried to make that session or made that session. Now, if I'm sure there a lot of listeners out there have looked at day three and been kind of frustrated with the amount of false positives that leads to, um, I'm the same way. Uh, we basically, we took a look at how the J three was creating those fingerprints and, uh, we extended it. So we, we took instead of just the length on the, on the extensions, we actually took more data. And because of that, we're actually making um, three times the amount of J3C fingerprints. Um, obviously, these are brain trace only. They're not, uh, they're not going to work for anyone else 
Uh, they're not going to work with your suricata. Um, but what they do, it's, it's pretty amazing. One of our, one of the J3C plus that we have actually is, uh, is only seen with, uh, the Drydex family, uh, Trickbot and Quackbot. So it's, it's an interesting approach to use some of that clear text metadata, but just improve it. Um, a little bit more. And, and so that's, that's a big part of it. We're also integrating JARM, uh, which is the server side, but it's an active, um, an active uh, analysis. And that will be, that is going to be injected into Dragonfly on every destination, uh, every TLS destination. So you'll get that active JARM um, information uh, coupled with the J3C plus, um, it really makes, really makes for a strong offering for detecting, uh, bad things. But, um, there's a lot of other exciting things that we're doing, uh, in Dragonfly. Sorry, that got a little nerdy there. Um, that's we, okay. We are, we're doing a lot. We're doing a lot with reconnaissance, uh, being able to detect our, the pen tests going on. And the networks, obviously, that, you know, that makes sense in the real world when, when you're looking for bad guys or unsanctioned pen testers. Um, but, yeah, we've, we've got a lot of, of fun, interesting, uh, different approaches for, for how we're doing this, this sort of analysis. Fantastic. And thank you for that uh, technical description, too. Now, no doubt you gentlemen have recently heard about uh, Utah's House Bill 80, um, and that businesses in Utah have an affirmative defense if they can prove they are following an acceptable cyber uh, cyber framework or have worked on or received a certification like uh, SOC 2, SOC 1, uh, PCI. But some of the frameworks are uh, NIST, ISO 27001, High Trust, or the uh, growing in popularity CIS 20, etc., Now, I recently read uh, a national article in CSO Magazine that was entitled States enact safe harbor laws against cyber attacks, but demand adoption of cybersecurity frameworks. And then it had a, a, a subtitle of Connecticut might soon follow Ohio and Utah by enacting a law that offers liability protection against ransomware and other cyber attacks. But if, um, if only victims follow the security best practices. So what this means is that with Utah's progressive law along with Connecticut and Ohio, is setting a precedent for many other states. And so this is going to become a thing, gentlemen, in my mind, and share with our listeners how Braintrace can help uh, their clients at their chances of having a safe harbor, if you will, or an affirmative defense. Let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah, you know, just... Listening to that, and, and you explained it quite well, you know, you, the first thing I think any organization, you know, regardless of litigation and, and the fear of that and the worry of that, um, you know, you want to keep your clients, uh, your company's information safe, right? I mean, I think right. if you're a CEO of one of these companies, well, of course, you're going to want to follow best practices and you're going to want to do these things. Not uh, Hopefully it's not out of the fear of litigation. I'm so sure you think about that, but it's just about, hey, let's do the right business practices, right, for a client base. Um, so when we talk to people in these these types of scenarios, you know, it is about doing things like, for starters, it's doing pen testing, right, Greg? I mean, you do those right. all day long. Right. It's doing doing those things um, that to, 
to test out what's going on within your organization. Following proper cyber hygiene, you know, of course that's important. There's various areas of doing that and how to do that as an organization. Um, it is doing these analysis, doing gap analysis on specific um, compliance areas or frameworks, as you were talking about. You know, what is the, you know, what's the line of business this this company's in? You know, in a law firm has different needs and responsibilities than a technology company or a healthcare company, right? In terms of the uh, the critical assets and critical information that they're keeping and uh, trying to keep safe and, and private. So it there's it's it's a a really holistic, again, I use that word a lot, but it really does seem to fit. Uh, it's a holistic approach in asking these clients, understanding the client's business, understanding their infrastructure and what they, they do, and then trying to build frameworks and compliance areas around that and testing that and continually testing that to make sure that these practices are in place or getting a client to that by doing an assessment then pointing out what areas need to be remediated, remediate those areas, and then go get your certification if that's what you're looking for. And that's where I think we can help in that because we see a lot of different things and we can bring that knowledge and expertise that both our advisory services people have and our technical people like John have to be able to assist and bring people to that point so that they can get in a framework or um, a specific, uh, particular certification that they may want. Fantastic. John, anything to add from a technology perspective on uh, affirmative defense? Well, you know, this isn't really the, uh, the sexiest part of cyber. Um, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's always the last thing that we want to do as, as technologists is have to worry about all of the different, you know, stipulations of the framework that we're supposed to be following and, and, you know, oh no, the auditor's going to be here next month. You know, we got to do everything right. But it's, uh, it, it really, if you, if you go and follow something like CIS 20, um, it really, it makes a lot of sense and it's, it's, it can be a pain, right? I mean, I feel it every day, you know, with our, in our development efforts and it, it really is something that, you know, we've, We've helped a lot of companies. We, we help a lot of companies uh, with all of these different types of certs. You know, a lot of them, I, I actually prefer to work on ones where it's CIS 20 because it's more flexible. You, right. you can actually, um, you know, customize it to, to, their, to basically where they're at in their maturity at that point. So I think this makes sense. I think that um, it, it, it'll just encourage companies that maybe haven't thought about this, honestly, to, uh, to start to look at it and go, okay, yeah, I don't want to be liable. You know, if, if we end up getting hit with some ransomware and, you know, it's, I think, I think it's a good move. It's, it'll be, it'll be good for a lot of the smaller companies that that aren't currently, um, you know, motivated to follow any of these standards. Well, this um, legislation is going to be, I think, groundbreaking, uh, even now as we speak, um, our sponsor, Earl Foote from Nexus IT, is going on uh, KSL to talk about the recent Facebook breach. And uh, one hopes that they have a, a safe harbor. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. It'd be interesting to get their CISO or CTO here on on Vistas. Maybe we'll do that someday. Uh, but truly, uh, what you gentlemen are doing and the technologies at, at Braintrace um, – they might have prevented that attack. And so what comes to mind, um, 
Can you think of, and obviously you won't name the clients, but can you think of some indicators of compromise? Do you have any tales from the crypt uh, of uh, clients that uh, you found some cool stuff? Had they not had Dragonfly or uh, your managed sim managed sock process, that it would have been uh, disastrous. I know I'm kind of putting you on the, on the spot here, and obviously you can't <laughs> name client names, but if you, if you have any stories or tales from the crypt, as I call it, it would be fun to... Uh, to share that with our listeners here. John, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you take that. Well, um, what month can I even talk about? Uh, <laughs> in generic terms, right? <laughs> right. So, uh, we get called in on IR engagements when they're not even our clients. And, you know, fortunately we have not actually had one of our existing clients have a breach event which is amazing and i'm very i'm proud of us for you know keeping them safe but we do get called in on non-client uh incidents issues where um you know one of them that i'm thinking of actually had a uh, a very a very expensive very prominent um uh network traffic analyzation tool uh, very, I can't say the name. I'm not going to say the name. Um, <laughs> it wasn't Dragonfly, they, of course. Of course. It wasn't Dragonfly. Uh, and they, they were ha- they had a bad breach going down, and that tool was not alerting them to it based, basically because they had alert fatigue from it. It was a tool that is just full of false positives. So what we decided to do as part of the engagement is we shipped out a, a box to them overnight, um, so that we could get in and take a look around and we were able to secure them. And now, now that, uh, that company is actually, um, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can talk about it, but let's just say they're, they're all secured up. And, uh, um, that's a good yeah, story. I think, sorry I think, I think I, I, one thing on that, Greg, is I think that, you know, and again, I, I always love, having discussions with John because obviously he gets very technical and then I try to look at it more from a, an overall approach. And I would say that, you know, the, the thing that's um, you see with these guys, and we always talk about this with, with prospects and so forth. It's like, look, just about every breach that happens, you know, clients had the tools in place, right? Um, what they didn't do is they didn't do the patch they should have done. They got alert fatigue because um, they didn't have it tuned properly, whatever that tool was. They didn't have the, you know, it, it became too much because there's too many false positives and all that. So that's why, again, having an entire uh, solution in place, not just the applications or not just a SOC, but in integrating all that together is so critical. And that's why, um, to John's point, this organization that he's speaking of, you know, they didn't have, they, they had all the tools, they had everything, but it's just, they weren't, they weren't, it's like, I always say, it's great to have a Ferrari, but if you don't know how to paddle shift and drive that Ferrari, then it's kind of your garage. And that's the case <laughs> with cybersecurity in some ways, right? You've got to make sure that you're, you're not only having the tools that are critically, uh, you know, critical to have in place, but also monitoring and managing those tools appropriately. I love that analogy. What's the point of having a high performance race car if if you can't drive it? And and Brain Trace becomes those drivers. They not only provide the Ferrari, but they're they're providing uh, the the high performance driver. That's fantastic, John. I I, I love your uh, uh, your story there. That in in other words, with your current clients, there is no story. 
uh, because you've kept them safe. Uh, but um, with other customers that unfortunately weren't using the brain trace technology, you were able to ship in a box and, and do what I call a sniffing forensic. You're able to find mm-hmm. what's going on and, and alert them and, and, and lock that down. As we know, the uh, disasters, uh, disastrous effects of that could could be uh, phenomenal. Uh, brand and, and uh, the reputation of the client, uh, they incur legal liability, they incur uh, damage to the um, integrity of, of the customer's perception, um, and then there's the cost of repair and remediation and, and getting right again. So um, it's great that, that, that Braintrace is doing something to, to, to help the world in, in service in, in, that, uh, in that capacity. So, well, folks, this has been a fantastic um, podcast. Braintrace is doing some very interesting things, uh, which is the reason why I wanted to bring you on the show. And we'll do it again someday as well. But as a takeaway from today's podcast, um, what would you share with our listeners uh, in regards to becoming affirmatively defensible? In other words, what are some of the things that um, companies should be doing right now in the realm of cybersecurity? Well, I'll, um, I'll touch on that. I, I think I've kind of made that a theme throughout this discussion is that, uh, you know, I mean, for starters, uh, if, if you're not doing anything, then get going and do something. Right. Something. And I think that, yeah, I think just 20, like John mentioned, that's a good, that's a good place to start. And, uh, you know, what, what we do with clients is we do assessments. Um, it can be as big to do a cybersecurity assessment and we'll usually base that uh, our consultants our consultants will come in and base that off assist 20 um or if it's specific like you mentioned hey we want to be SOC 2 certified well then we we build out a roadmap with our consultants to be SOC 2 if it's type 1 or type 2 dependent um and again do an analysis see where you're at here's your the next step is here's the remediation steps and then you know get your certification that's probably a year process depending on for six months or a year, depending on who you are and where you're at. But it, it, the excuse of not doing anything is is the worst you could have, right? So the main thing is is get talk to a, a cybersecurity organization, whether it's Braintrace or somebody else, um, WebCheck, uh, or how about WebCheck and Braintrace together, and mm-hmm. go in and, and do that pen test, do that risk assessment, uh, and get started somewhere, and then and build a framework out and a plan, a mature what we call a maturity model out from there. And, and I always, I always like to oh, say, sorry, uh, sorry I, I always like to say, Spicer, that uh, you don't know if you're hackable until you're actually hacked. And I understand Braintrace <laughs> does high, high quality penetration testing. <laughs> they, we do. We use this. We partner with a great company. Um, no, all kidding aside, yeah, we, Greg, you and I could talk. We've had some very good success stories working um, um, with, with you and, and our partnerships are fantastic. And, and, taking that and the results of that and building out exactly what we're talking about, you know, a, a remediation plan and steps for a maturity model that brings somebody to a, a place of, of being cyber safe. Nary, a pen test goes by, but what we find stuff, right? That's right. And, Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> clients think they're rock solid, but uh, we always find uh, vulnerabilities that can be exploited. And uh, the good news is, the, the documentation and the consultation is designed to make the clients better at the end of the day. At the end of the day, we help them to remediate those. John, what would you add to that in terms of uh, affirmatively defensible? How is uh, How do you recommend, what's the takeaway here today for our listeners? What should they be doing? <laughs> Layers, man. 
just just make sure you're covering your bases with multiple different security tools. Um, it's it's for me, you know, I, I look at have a good firewall UTM appliance on your perimeter, have a good endpoint, um, and then have some sort of network analysis happening. If you have those three, you're set up for success. You can build on top of that uh, with SIM, you know, with penetration testing, just to make sure that you've got your bases covered. Um, obviously, I'm going to talk about it from the technical side here, but um, yeah, just uh, it's it's actually not as complicated as it seems. Um, if you take it one one step at a time, you know, you walk walk through the CIS twenty. Well, it, it's it's actually not as bad as as it seems. That's great advice, John. Those three key things having some monitoring in place, a great UTM firewall, having a good endpoint protection. You know, Gartner says that um, uh, you should have at least 6% of uh, an IT budget going towards cybersecurity. And in my mind, for many organizations, that's too little because they have a a technical debt, a cybersecurity debt, and that needs to be built up. And then the final thing that you said, John, was having to do with CIS-20. It's such a relevant and customizable kind of best practices approach, isn't it? It uh, Sometimes NIST, uh, you know, uh, DFARS, uh, it might be over the top for certain organizations. Some parts of it may not be applicable. But CIS-20 uh, seems very adaptable. And if they're following that framework, then they qualify for Utah, Ohio, or Connecticut's uh, affirmative defense, which is very interesting. Right. And soon many states to follow. Well, so Spicer, how can our listeners reach you? Uh, pretty simple. We have a couple ways. One, you can uh, reach me directly at uh, gspicer at braintrace.com. Um, you can also, um, you know, my, my phone number is 949-887-1224. And then lastly, you can go to info at braintrace.com. Uh, visit our website and we're happy to chat with you. And, um, you know, the good news is if you're interested in Dragonfly, you get to talk directly with John as well. So, uh, he's going to show you a demo. He's going to show you the uh, the uh, the graphs and all the great things and, and, and buzzes that go uh, uh, buzz, bells and whistles, I should say. Excuse me, that go with the the application. So uh, we'd love to chat with you if you're interested. Fantastic. Well, gentlemen, John Spicer, thank you so much for your presence here today. Vistas thanks our sponsors, Vivint Smart Home and Nexus IT Consultants. For world-class security and home automation, call Vivint today at 1-800-570-1313. That's right, 1-800-570-1313. And for white glove cybersecurity and IT assistance, contact Nexus IT at www.nexusit.net or call them at 435-659-2533. Today's music has been provided by Suit Up Soldier and can be downloaded on Spotify, Apple Music, and other popular platforms. 